five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> Energized podcast. We are live. UFC 228 was this weekend. It is the Mixed Martial Arts Show. Barry, how are you doing? I'm doing very well, Ross. How are you? Fantastic. So, if you are new to the Energized Podcast, welcome. After you're turning Energized Podcast listener, welcome back. So, Barry, tell us what is on today's show. Okay, on today's show, we're going to be discussing weight cutting in the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, we're also going to be discussing in depth should the UFC add more weight divisions. And then we're going to look over UFC 228 that was on over the weekend in Dallas, Texas. And then we're going to be looking over UFC Russia this weekend along with G- Gennady Golovkin taking on Canelo Alvarez in Las Vegas in the boxing. So, uh, it sounds like it's going to be an alright show, Ross. But just say Triple G going forward. Don't give yeah. yourself... We have enough troubles with uh, Russia coming up late where all those names you have to try and say. That's, that is true. That is true. But uh, I think we should start with the weight-cutting situation uh, because if people are unaware, over the weekend in Texas, the bantamweight champion... Flyweight. Sorry, excuse me. The flyweight champion... Barry's always good with the weight classes. The flyweight champion, Montano, uh, dropped out of her fight against Shevchenko. Because of weight cut issues, uh, weight cutting now these days has become like a big issue. Like for instance, Max Holloway having to pull out his fight against uh, Khabib, and also people like Yoel Romero missing weight as well for the middleweight title as well. So, uh, Ross, I think we should kick it off with the Montano situation and missing weight. Um, what you make of this, and how can this be fixed? It was a very, it's a very strange situation. Um, I can't remember the last time. A champion fail, failed to miss weight. I know a few times in the past, uh, the challengers failed to miss weight. Yeah. Yo Romero, famous for being the only fighter in UFC history to twice miss fight, uh, weight for a title fight. Look, a lot of people think it's very harsh that the UFC stripped her. Um, she, it was her first time ever missing weight. But for me, on this occasion... I actually support the UFC's decision to yeah. strip her. Yeah. I know they didn't they never really promote her and they were sort of building Shevchenko to win the belt. Yeah. And it was what it was, but see I didn't say it is what it is, yeah. it was what it was. Um but the way I look at it is you were the champion. You're supposed to set the standard. You're supposed to make the weight. You fail to make the weight, you lose your belt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, her, diff- her her situation is obviously a bit different because she won the title through winning the Ultimate Fighter. Yeah. And then it was it was really, really fishy when she didn't... When she was unable to actually fight. Now, she didn't look like she was overly eager to fight Shevchenko. And uh, I don't really blame her because Shevchenko is the <coughs> flyweight version of Chris Cyborg. I was trying to get... Yeah, the it, like, that's exactly how yeah. I would describe her. As in, like, no one wants to fight her. Yeah, yeah. But, uh... When she didn't make the weight, I was like, oh, are they actually going to strip her? And like, as of recently, as everyone knows, people are getting their belts stripped left, right and centre. Um, yeah, if they can just throw that belt yeah. into a new main event. Yeah, it's way more ruthless because they need to start making money back ASAP. And Montano going on another like four or five month hiatus is not what Dana White wants because Shevchenko is way more marketable than Montano. Although Montano is like, like, has like good attributes. I mean, like she speaks well, she's good looking. She has like the whole like... Was it in Indian background? No, no, you can't say Indian. You have to say Native American. Native American, excuse me, to all our uh, Native American followers. Although, like, I could be wrong, and that could be not politically correct. Yeah, but that, like, yeah, yeah. Ross uh, Cowboy coming out with the racist quotes already. Like, <laughs> I haven't even made it past the first segment. But uh, 
Yeah, I, I was sort of like, maybe she should just get the belt taken off her because like... She hasn't defended her once. Yeah. She won it. Yeah. And no one even really knew, knows who she is. Really, first, well. they took the belt off Dominic Cruz and like everyone knew who he was. And yeah. they, they loved him. They're like, Dominic Cruz, the best bantamweight champion in a very long time. They were like, here, look, you haven't fought in over a year. You're gone. Yeah. You know and I mean? They took the belts off McGregor, who's like the highest of the high. So yeah. to take it off him, anyone's up for the chop. Yeah, no one's no one's too good to have their belt taken off him. Yeah. So I felt a bit bad, but like realistically, if she doesn't want to fight, it, it seems like a bit of a Jermaine Durandamy situation. Remember I said yeah. that to you as well, who also didn't want to fight Cyborg next as well. But um if you're looking at other situations about making weight, um Max Holloway, he's the current one forty five pound champion. Um he's getting not he's Hitting this, he's the same age now roughly as Darren Till 25, 26 and as we've seen as well with McGregor when he was 25 or 26 he found it very difficult to make featherweight Yeah. so Max Holloway now the current featherweight champion how much longer do you think he has at this weight class because it's looking very very unlikely that he's going to be able to make this weight more than two more times I think Max Holloway is a bit of a strange one just the fact that he loves it is like junk food and stuff like that and you could tell like once he finishes his fight, like, he's going on a binge for about a yeah, month, isn't yeah, he? As yeah. in, like, he gets himself, like, so heavy. Mm-hmm. And you can see it's like, I saw, I look at Darren Till and go, he doesn't ever really look like he's out of shape. I look at Mac Holloway and go, you can see in his face, he's like, yeah. he's after getting a bit fat, if yeah. you know what I mean. Not I'm, actually fat, yeah, but like, yeah, yeah. like, not fighter but, ready. Yeah. 180 fat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was looking at uh, Max Holloway and being like, he probably just needs to come up with, he needs to work with a nutritionist to have some, like, those sort of treats and sugar rushes that he gets, except with better foods, yeah. instead of like getting 15 cupcakes and be like, oh, nom, 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 nom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, but I, I don't see him sticking on 145 either. I think he's going to have to go to 155. Yeah, that's definitely inev- inevitable. Yeah. But the thing is as well, it seems like more people, just thinking about it now, it seems like more people who are like the champions or the, the, the potential champions are the people missing weight. Because if you look at sort of like, the people who are rough, just out of the top 15, those guys never really seem to be missing weight. Do you think it's because, like, the be- the higher you are on the ladder, like, the more of a champion you are, the more, like, you want to indulge in spending that money. You know what I mean? Like, there's, like, Max Holloway, for instance, now, he's the 145-pound champion, beat Jose Aldo twice. Um, did he beat anyone else? I know he's meant to fight Ortega and Khabib. Uh, no, I think it was Aldo twice. Just Aldo twice, was it? But, um, yeah, because then he was supposed to fight uh, Ortega. Yeah. And Edgar, wasn't it? Or Edgar, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, and then he obviously had to pull out. But the point is, he's making all this money now, right? And then, like, this this is new to him, obviously. And then um, after after his fights, you want to, like, indulge in the fruits of your winnings. Yeah. And th- the thing is, because now he's probably eating, like, the best, the better steaks rather than, like, cans of spam. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like as in, like... You're you're gonna start indulging in the food more, so therefore cutting all the weight now is even harder again. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you don't you don't have he never has to like look for money to buy his next meal. Yeah, he's already he can eat out every night basically. Yeah, so but I think that's mainly Max's problem, and also he's grown as well. So yeah, he's de- definitely inevitably gonna to have to move up to one fifty five. Uh, another person we actually touched on there was Yoel Romero, who's fought Robert Whitaker twice for the middleweight title. Um. Now he's, there's talk, he's what, he's 40 now, isn't he? Yeah. Close, to, well, very close to 40. In fairness, there was loads of talk of him fighting Gustafs in a 205 in a number yeah. one contender fight. Yeah, so supposedly now he's moving up to 205. Um, do you think his situation is a special circumstance as well, or? I, well, like, at the end of the day, Yo Romero is also 40. And yeah. like, 
it doesn't get easier authority to cut yeah. all the way. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Also, the amount of muscle that fella has is frightening. Yeah. I, I think, in my personal opinion, UFC needs to look at adding more weight classes into the men's divisions. Uh, obviously, the women's division, you have your straw weight, you have your flyweight, you have your bantamweight, and you have Chris Hyborg. Yeah. Because I'm not going to say you have featherweight, because you don't. You have bantamweight fighters who are willing to fight her. Yeah. That's what you have. Or that's your way into the UFC to fight her. Um, and look, those visions are fine. Um, Flyway has a bit of fine-tuned that. Once they get a belt on Valentina, she'll... I can see uh, Valentina, that division, just be like... She smashes everyone in that division for a while. Mm-hmm. And that makes that division quite entertaining. Yeah. Uh, I think there's even talks of her versus Joanna at that division. And then men's division, you have Flyway, Valentina. So you have 125, 135, 145, 155. I think they should ask Woodley, does he want to make 165 or 175? And probably say 175. You bring in a 165 pound belt. Think the fighters you could have in that weight class. RDA, Cowboy Cerrone. Um, you'd have, I'm sure Kobe Covington looks like he'd be closer to 165 than he would 175. Yeah. Then you have a 175 pound division. Well, you get, well, yeah. the, well the, for, like Khabib would be in that 165 yeah. as well. Nate Diaz would fight 165. Nate Diaz, yeah. Uh, Tony Ferguson probably happy to fight 165 like he, he's definitely won the bigger yeah sure, he fought, fivers. yeah sure he fought a welterweight didn't he yeah uh, he won the open fire a welterweight mm-hmm. uh, then you have 175 and who knows like Robert Whitaker and Kelvin Gaston might come back down to 175 yeah. you fight Woodley you have your 185 you know what I mean and then you have 195 like Luke Rockhold Joel Romero they're like 195ers probably Anthony Smith is probably a 195er you know what I mean yeah. then you have your 205 and then you have your 265 um, more belts for the UFC, more pay per view headliners, more quote unquote super fights. Yeah, I just don't see why they won't add more weight classes. It well, makes sense. Well, that's probably why people are listening to the show as well, being like, why aren't they adding these divisions? Because obviously at the moment, as you said, there's a one twenty five, a one thirty five, one forty five, one fifty five, one seventy, and then one eighty five, and then it's over two hundred. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so if they if they actually put in. 165 division got rid of the 170 and made it a 175 division there's way more superstars coming out of the UFC it, yeah. mean, it means they're not rushing people back so fast to, to fight like begging people to fight almost as well because there's more turnover of belts and uh, people can move up and move down so almost like for instance Kamara Usman made weight at 170 this weekend just in case Till or Woodley didn't make weight so now he's have to make weight for no reason so he like imagine at the, at the next UFC event, if there was like a 165 belt and someone got injured, he'd be like ready to go. Yeah. You know what I mean? So if they made it like almost 10 pounds each division, it would be um, a bit like boxing, but like it would be easier to rush someone in a- ASAP rather than yeah. being like, here, I- I'd love to fight, but I mean, I have to cut 20 pounds and just, just I'm in Burger King right now, you know? Yeah, there'd be more super fights, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Belt versus you know belt. I mean? Yeah. Think about that. That would just bring more star power. Like Darren Till. Uh, he's definitely one we have to talk about yeah. before we get into the whole card itself um, he'd 100% love to do a 175 pound fight yeah that would is be. that would be him all over and like he wouldn't look like he's on heroin when he's getting on the scales yeah. his face was so drawn in I was looking at him going oh no I know, I know he made 169 and Woody made 170 and you have to take the towel and all that but Woody actually said afterwards that I want to take the towel originally but then they said he had to wear his Reebok pants onto the scales yeah Whichever it was, what it was, but I just think you know what? Why not have extra weight classes? Have those extra champions? Someone like Darren Till is a prime example, cutting too much weight. Yeah, Anthony Rumble Johnson, 
like think of that like 195 weight pound class or weight pound class would have been probably perfect for him yeah because he doesn't weigh that cool yeah uh, like he was fighting 170 then he went to 185 then, then 205 you know what I mean it's not there's not enough options for those sort of people I look at someone like Gabriel Garbusas he's fought middleweight lightweight light heavyweight 195 yeah. uh, Anthony Smith light heavyweight middleweight where's 195 you know what I mean yeah. and the amount of fighters who have gone from welterweight to middleweight like Darren Till is bigger than Robert Whitaker. Yeah. he's probably bigger than Calvin Gaston and he's fighting a weight class below them yeah because look, look at it this way we were all to that Ortega Max Holloway fight like that was something we were really looking forward to we were all to Max Holloway against Khabib that would have been great as well because who would have known if Max Holloway had won that he could be taking on McGregor next yeah uh, and that also means like these fighters aren't getting so injured and therefore we, we can prolong their careers yeah like th- there's obviously there's fighters in the UFC now that Dana White wants to give belts like let's uh, call a spade a spade he wants Till to have a belt yeah now over the weekend we can see how far behind he is from Woodley but uh, he, Till would be ideal as a, a number one contender for the 175 belt uh, even Sean O'Malley who's at 135 who has star power written all over him Maybe he could then move into the 145 division if Max Holloway moved up to 155 and then McGregor would obviously like to dabble in 55 and 65. Yeah. I mean, I think 70 is too much. Yeah. I mean, like look, after that weekend, I couldn't see McGregor properly competing with Tyron Woodley because no. I think Till would beat McGregor and I think Woodley would beat almost anyone yeah. in that division. Cause, uh, but, uh, but I think if they did move the division, Woodley would t- be the 175 pound champion. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Woodley so would like, have to go up as well. Yeah, so yeah. I think Woodley would still be the yeah. champion, Till yeah. still be chasing the belt, but yeah. t- t- Till would have more options if it was the 175 pounds. Yeah. Um, great shout about Sean O'Malley. He looks like he's a future champ. Uh, I don't see him beat Dillashaw anytime soon or Ortega no. if uh, Holloway wasn't around. But uh, then again, give Sean O'Malley another two years, slow build. He's there, yeah. thereabouts. Yeah. Um, but you're right. Like there, there's certain people in the UFC. Like UFC would love if Nate Diaz was the 165 pound champion. You know what I mean, he could fight GSP for the 165 pound yeah. belt. You know what I mean, people be like, that's a great fight. Well, that's another thing to get GSP back in action because he's like he only wants to come for a super mm. fight, and that involves a belt. Then obviously, well, yeah. depends who yeah. he's fighting. If McGregor, whatever, that's all situations now. But if there was a belt involved, and say if like. Nick Diaz was the 165 pound champ he'd come back because there's a gold thing you know yeah. it's like a, a magpie if they see something gold they're going to come down and get it yeah. you know what I mean so that's just an, an interesting situation yeah. um, is there anything else you want to say about that situation because because um, um, we covered the weight cut and the adding of divisions because that would be just better for everyone because I don't like the fact we build up fights look forward to these fights and then they're taken away by weight cuts and I don't want these guys yeah. who like we follow and everyone else is interested in and then having to like almost kill themselves to make the weight I'd rather they they moved up a division but sometimes yeah. that like that 15 pound difference is a lot yeah I think I was just going to like give my final thoughts on the, on the three we mentioned Montano Holloway and Till Montano no, 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 uh, Romero and Romero's out <laughs> I'll add all in alright yeah. Montano she just needs to get back in the octagon and get a fight I don't care whether she's a champ or not she yeah. needs to get a fight back under her belt she hasn't fought since she won the belt she needs to Stop doing all this giving out, saying the UFC weren't promoting her, yada, yada, yada. It's like, she didn't really do herself any favours either. And she needs to get in there and fight. You know what I mean? UFC aren't going to promote you if you're going to pull out of every fight they ever put sure. you in. Who would you like to see her take on next? Maybe for an interim title? Um, No, she's not going like, to fight for an interim title. I could see her fighting number one contender fight. Um, Maybe her versus Paige Van Zandt. Okay. Why not? Like, you know what I mean? If they want to get Paige Van Zandt a title shot, you know what I mean? Well, I, I, I would not like to see Paige against uh, Shevchenko at any stage at all. But I know, yeah, but uh, if they want to put Paige in for a title fight, that will sell pay-per-views with Paige yeah. in the title fight. It doesn't matter whether she wins or not. Do you know she, try and get Joe her there. Paige actually trains with Chelsea as well. Yeah. 
Portland, Portland Oregon. Yeah. Um, so next up, Max Holloway. Max Holloway. I think Max Holloway's biggest problem with him having that was he was trying. He was cutting weight too many times in a row too soon after each other, and it was having mass effect on his body. Yeah. He was like cutting weight, then not cutting weight, and then cut probably like he probably like right don't have to do that weight cut anymore. A probably a lot of shy food, yeah. and then had to cut weight again. Like a, it's not good for his body. His body was like, what are you doing yeah. to me? Yeah, yeah. 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 He's probably like his probably his up his weight issues are probably like bipolar, like too heavy, too skinny, too heavy, too skinny. It's probably it was probably like going on the piss for like three days straight, then take a day off, and then going actually back on the piss again. You know what yeah. I mean? That yeah. was that was too much too soon for him. Yeah, but also like he's he's a like one the biggest stars in the UFC and yeah. it'd be you don't want to lose a fighter to that because that, that, no. that was very very dangerous and yeah. the last thing you want to do is lose a fighter like yeah. Max when people are su- suggesting you might have had a stroke like that's very uh, yeah. next level Yeah, Darren Taylor he needs to move up to 185 pounds look he just got smashed by Woody for the title uh, Robert Whitaker's probably actually better stylistic fight for him because he'll stand and trade with him uh, as would someone like Rioel Romero in that division Gaston's probably not a great matchup for him but Look, that's probably a better matchup division for him as well. And he won't have to cut the weight. He can be more himself at that division. So he should move up. And then Yo Romero, I sort of like him at 185. 195 would be absolutely perfect for him. But the 205 pound division, the, that belt's going to come up for grabs soon. DC's going to retire. And he's right there in line for a title shot. So if he thinks he's going to beat Alexander Gustin, he should get up there and fight him. Romero's also a bit like a, a bigger Tyron Woodley as well. So he could almost... Yeah. You, like take well take the good points from Tyron Woodley's um, style and then yeah. implement that into his game and then he would become the champ there you know what I mean that's actually a great point very physical, uh, similar physiques very similar like knockout power in the hands great wrestling background I think Woodley probably has a little bit more on the ground than him yeah. um, actual ground game but no very very good idea if he took Woodley's style and implemented it because he has that explosive fast power as well yeah. so therefore he'd almost Better be better off being patient and going for the big shots. Yeah. Well, yeah, well said. Uh, let us know what you think as well in the comments. Uh, do you think yeah. like they should add more weight classes? Because I think that would just like save a lot of cards. Like imagine Till missed out on weight there and then like the, it would have just been the total mess. And then let us know one fighter you think needs to move weight class. Yeah. Apart from the ones we've named. Yeah. Someone that'd, else. Yeah, that'd be cheating. Very energized. The people yeah. listening energized cheating, isn't it? Yeah. Very cheating. But um, I think that's the perfect time to move into UFC 228 that will happen over the weekend. Uh, let us know if you actually watched it as well because it was actually one of the best cards of the year. I think we should talk about the card, how good it was first, and then go into the fights. Yeah, uh, UFC 228, American Airlines Center, Dallas, Texas. Yeah! What a show. These fans yeah. got, in my opinion, I'm going to say it, the best fight night card of the year. Pay-per-view. Or pay-per-view. <laughs> best, best fight card of the year is what yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. The actual fights on the card were absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Um, I suppose if we actually just start off the main card, talk about all the fights, and then we'll go back and talk about the prelims after, that's the way we tend to do it. So, kicking off the main card, Abdul Razak Hassan, Nigo Price, both guys had so many knockouts on the record. Al Hassan had nine knockout wins in the first round, and he added a tenth to it. He did, yeah. He did, Ten! Yeah. Knockouts in the first round. Yeah, uh, when the when the main card actually kicked off, myself and Ross were watching it here, and uh, like I was I was about to go to the bathroom, and Ross was like, "You don't want to move, man." Then all of a sudden, like lights out. Yeah, yeah, it's actually a very rare occasion. I'm like, don't go to the bathroom for this one, man. If you can hold it, hold it, because yeah. it's going over in the first round, yeah. and that was it. Sort of reminiscent of Glover Teixeira taking on Anthony Rumble Johnson. Yeah, but the only thing about that one was we were watching that one together. 
as the TV froze. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like I reset the TV and put it back on and the fight was over. Yeah. I was actually on the phone to the, the TV operator guy and he, t- <laughs> he was telling me about the fight that was going on. Yeah, yeah he was giving you... Yeah. He was like, that fight's over, man. I was like, all right, thanks. Uh, <laughs> that was the same night as McGregor though, so we needed yeah. to sort of shit out there, yeah. But so, yeah, so uh, knockout, what a knockout. Alisson, it was actually quite an interesting fight because it was short, but it was like fully furious. Yeah. Uh, Price actually stunned Alassane with the first punch, but then Alassane just went full kamikaze on him, knocked him out against the cage. Yeah. It was... Devastating, wasn't it? Yeah, this was in the welterweight, wasn't it? It was, yeah. Yeah, so where does Al Hassan go from this? Ghana, Ghana's very own. Uh, I think he just anyone in that top 15 that I think is a great fight for him. Um, there's no one in particular who I'm like, has to be them, but I'd love to see him fight anyone top 15. Yeah, someone who'll, who'll stand there and bang. Yeah. Let me bang, bro. Maybe even like a Neil Magny or something could be a good fight. Yeah, yeah, why not? Like, uh, then in the next fight, Jimmy Rivera defeated John Dawson by decision. Uh, this was sort of back and forth. I don't think anyone really like dominated the fight, but uh, according to the scorecards, Rivera won. Yeah, and uh, what do you make about that? Um, look, this fight, I know John Dawson's a bit point fightery for my liking. He doesn't throw the big bombs where he used to because he used to put people's lights out in this yeah. lower weight classes. And he hasn't done it for a very very long time. Jimmy Rivera, he looked way thicker, way bigger. Uh, he looked good. Uh, he had a bit more behind his punches. He actually apologised uh, in a tweet to all his fans after the fight saying, here, look, sorry, I didn't get the finish. Dawson didn't exchange me the way I predicted. It, look, there was no need to uh, apologise. The, the funny thing about UFC 228 is all the rest of the fights were so good that this fight almost looked bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, there was actually nothing wrong with the fight. No, there wasn't. It, no, no. it was just... Uh, no one who ever was in real danger at any stage, yeah. but uh, I give the fight. I had two rounds to one Riviera, but I also said after the fight, go you could easily see three rounds to zero yeah. Riviera as well. Um, to be, it was sort of strange looking at John Dodson in this situation because he he actually looked. He obviously, wasn't fat, but he he didn't look as cut as he used to be in the flyweight division. Yeah. Uh, now the, uh, he's also lost to Demetrius Johnson twice in the flyweight flyweight division for the title. Uh, now there's a new champion in the flyweight division. Um, I forgot his name Cejudo uh, Cejudo yeah. Do you think John Dawson Might be like Right I'll go down And give that another bash I think that's what he has to do Yeah Um, I was looking at him there And thought He's undersized He's not going to get the job done I think he was probably Looking at this If I can get two wins I've beaten TJ Dillashaw before So therefore I can get A title shot against But I don't think He's going to be able to Beat enough guys At the top of that division no. To get back to where He needs to get Jimmy Riviera On the other hand I feel like, yes, he lost to Marlon Marais. He was knocked out very quick against him. But he looks like, he looks like for, for a start, he looks like somebody who's going to have to get about four or five wins to yeah, be, put, be put in a title fight. Mm-hmm. He almost has to beat so many people that there's no one left for him to beat bar the champion. But in his case, he's not that marketable. Still, that, uh, people don't know, that many people don't know who he is. But he does look very, very good. Yeah. Um, um, who, who, who would you like to see him take on next? I think Jimmy Riviera versus Rafael Sunset could be a good fight. Yeah. Because um, they're both at the very top of the division. What about Dodson if he stays in the division? I, I could see if he, if Sean O'Malley wins his next fight, I think that would be a perfect fight. Uh, potentially so. I'm not too sure if that's too soon for Sean O'Malley just yet because it's a bit hard to keep O'Malley back if he beats Dodson. You know what yeah, I mean? Like that's that that's, card, that's yeah. very high up. But maybe Dodson versus Cody Statman. He lost earlier on in the night against Aljamain Sterling and... He looked pretty undersized against Sterling, so I think that could be a potential. Okay, uh, we move on to the next fight. Uh, Zabit Magomed Shapirov defeated Brandon Davis. Um, 
I was about to say this is probably one of the best performances of the night, but um, obviously there were so many good performances, it's hard to pick out one. But yeah. um, Sabit defeated Brandon Davis. Um, I don't think anyone's in doubt Sabit was going to win this. But um, what, 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 how do you, how are you feeling towards Sabit now? People are like calling him potentially the next champion in the featherweight division. Yeah. Um, it would be an understatement to say he his finish was impressive, but uh, where does the beat go from here, and how impressed were you by his performance? Look, Brandon Davis, I think, deserves a small bit of credit here. He came in on short notice, and on the feet, you know what I mean? He didn't get the better as a beat, but you gave him a def- decent enough yeah. um, knock, to be honest, but look, the beat turned him into a pretzel. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. Uh, I think what happened was, is leading into the fight, the week of the fight, Brandon Davis was saying that he feels like he has an advantage over the on the ground over uh, Zabit. He said his ground game isn't that good. So Zabit was like, oh yeah, my ground game's not that good. Here's the pretzel, bud. Yeah. Uh, look, Zabit looked incredible. Um, it was quite funny because the first time I'd ever seen one of those leg locks was Aljamain Sterling earlier on in the fight night. Yeah. And then it's almost like Zabit goes, that looks impressive. I'll do that later as well. And he did the same thing to Davis. Zabit looks incredible. Yeah. And he called out Chad Mendes after the fight. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, it's good. That would be very funny if that fight happens because Zabit's, what, six foot, one and a half. Yeah. And then uh, Chad Mendes is like, like five foot six on a good day. Yeah. So, <laughs> on so, a good day. Yeah. <laughs> With his shoes on. <laughs> With his shoes on, his hair spiked up. But, uh, but that's, was, is that what you would like to see next, Zabit taking on Chad Mendes? Oh, I don't think there's... You don't have to save Zabit or build him up any any further. Like you can put Zabit in there with the best in the world, and he's going to compete with them. Yeah, I'd happy see him fight Chad Mendes. I'd still happy see the year Rodriguez fight again. I think Zabit won. He looks uninjured. I'd actually just like to see Zabit get in there uh, very very soon. So whichever fight he can get again sooner, yeah, get him on that card. Yeah, I I also think it'd be a great idea for UFC to fly Zabit uh to the UFC Moscow card this weekend. Just to have him there and yeah. get his name. Yeah, he, it's funny because he doesn't speak English, but he does his talking in the octagon and uh, yeah. very well at that as well. Like, so creative. It's uh, a new age is coming, yeah. literally, isn't it? Uh, then another, like, another, it was a deadly fight. Uh, Jessica Andrade defeated Karolina Kolkakevich by KO. Uh, was that the first round? I think it was the first round. Yeah, right? well, there's two stars here, so first round, second round, it uh, doesn't matter. Um, before the fight, no, no, it, it, it didn't go by in the first round, did it? No, first round, I think it was. Yeah, first round then. Anyway, it was a vicious left hook knockout all yeah. the time. Um, this was a potential title fight, number one contender spot. Jessica Andrade, Karolina Kolkakevich. Um, Karolina previously defeated Rose Namajunas. And now Jessica Andrade, after a huge win against Claudia Gadea. And now a bigger, like one of the best knockouts I've seen women do since Holly Holm versus Ronda Rousey, as you said yeah. earlier. Um, Jessica Andrade... Is she going to take on Rose next for the title? I think she has to. Um, she was an absolute bull. Yeah. One thing that straight away, in, yeah, out like a a Rottweiler. It was all in, gung ho. Sure, she used to fight up in the bantamweight division. I was looking at her and going, "She's not messing. She's in there to get the job done. Get in, get out, get it done fast." Uh, also, potential another UFC two thirty headliner, uh, Rose versus her because that needs a title fight. Yeah. Um, we get to UFC two thirty very shortly, but. If if the other fight doesn't work out, that could be in. Uh, she looked absolutely incredible. Yeah. And it actually came out the day after the fight that she offered to fight Valentina Shevchenko uh, on the day of the fight after Montana couldn't make weight. What's yeah. that? I'm, I'm not surprised. Like She seems like she's fearless and she'd take on anyone. Yeah, I think the UFC were sort of like, 
we need Carly in it to fight because that could potentially be the fight against Rose yeah. as well. Yeah, the so, rematch. Yeah, and there's a bit of a backstory there because they're looking for the best story there. But uh, yeah, Jessica Andrade against Rose next is probably the fight that everyone wants yeah. to see. If you had to make a quick prediction for that, who would you think? Because that was one of the most impressive fight uh, like performances I've seen one of the women do in ages. So I think to be Jessica Andrade, because I've obviously seen the Joanna and Jacek do it, yeah, like it has to be very, very technical, but you also have to take a punch very, very yeah. well. Point for uh, I think Rose has the ability to get it done, but it's more so, can you survive the first round? Yeah. Uh, if you, I think if you can get an Andrade third round, fourth round, fifth round, it should be gassed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? So, can Rose last the first round? At the moment, I've seen that performance. No, like Andrade has too much yeah. power. I think she get the job done. The Mike Tyson of the flyweight division? What, what, strawweight, oh, strawweight, strawweight. Here, I, I never I, I retired the divisions with yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, but uh, moving on to the main event of the evening. Okay, people, people love that replug of the Bruce Buffer video this week, didn't yeah, they? Yeah, yeah, they do. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, the Bruce Buffer announces Ross onto the stage before he became the what was it the UFC competition champ? Yeah, champ. Uh, then in the main event, Tyron Woodley defeated Darren Till in the second round by choke. Is he, uh, what was a Darius Choke Darius Choke um, for anyone who's seen it or not seen it this was one of Tyron Woodley's best performances in the UFC um, the last time I saw him this aggressive in the octagon was the time he won the belt against Robbie Lawler um, beforehand nearly everyone was backing Darren Hill to win this yeah. um, obviously because of the height difference uh, the, the talk yeah. obviously couldn't like make people believe he was going to do it as well because he believed himself. He also, like Woodley's performance against Maya wasn't anything to be very inspired by yeah, or afraid of. Yeah. yeah, and neither like yeah, you, you rock Wonder Boy three or four times in their fights, but you couldn't put him away. Yeah, so it was like you said, people are all on the Darren yeah. Till hype train. Now, in fairness, every week when we come out of the show, it's obviously on the Monday, and then you have to make like an early five day prediction before they even make weight or they even square yeah. up properly. So we were both sort of like, you know, with Darren Till, because in fairness to us, living here in Ireland, it's it's actually very important. Well, not important, but it's, it helps our show a lot if more like European or people from the United Kingdom or Ireland do well on the MMA circuit, because therefore it, it grows in popularity on this side of the world. Um, we were hoping for Darren Till to win, because that would obviously mean there's more people interested in it in Europe. Yeah, and that would help us immensely. You know what I mean? Because yeah. at the moment we're really just like riding off uh, Conor McGregor and that in the UFC. Really, yeah. We we also have a lot uh, of people who are mutual friends with Darren Till as well, yeah. who are yeah. friends with us, yeah. and they were telling us that like, look, he he looks the business. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was nothing to say that he he wasn't going to be the business. You know what I mean? Yeah. And but he's undefeated. Yeah. You, you sort of get sold by the UFC hype that Darren Till's way bigger. He's the main man or whatever. You know what I mean? And it was what it was. And also, Woodley hadn't fought in a very long time. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. you're like, oh, maybe Woodley have a bit of ring rust. And fair play to Woodley. He's been doing so much outside of the cage work that yeah. he almost thought maybe he took his eye off the ball. Yeah. But, well, but that's obviously it. not. Well, that's, that's our, but not our job. But that, that's what we have to do. We have to be like, be like, maybe this is how we'll win or maybe this is how we'll lose. Uh, when the two lads got into the octagon, myself and Ross were like, right, what's actually going to happen here? And then it was like, I, I go in my head, I was like, if this goes to decision, Woodley's definitely going to win it because yeah. he'll know that he just needs to take him down and keep him down. Um, obviously, you didn't have to go that far. You actually called it in the second round, Woodley yeah. will win as well. Although we started saying like, till third round or yeah. like, you know, we're going through. Yeah, round I, I, I think we actually <laughs> gave three predictions. I think I was like, I was like, Woodley by second round knockout. Yeah. And I, like in my head, like, I feel like he did win by knockout because 
he got him down by knocking him down sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, obviously ended up with a choke, but the the stats at the end of the fight were fifty seven significant strikes to zero. Yeah, that was the thing. Uh, so we should obviously talk about the fight. Yeah, Darren Till went in looking looking fresh as a daisy. Uh, obviously Woodley did as well. Woodley went in with a point to prove. Um, let's talk about the first round first. Obviously. Yeah. Um, it looked like Woodley basically just like allowed Till come to, come towards him. Obviously, a wrestler against a, a Muay Thai artist. Expert. Expert, whatever, yeah. Uh, so obviously, Darren Till was going to be the aggressor. No one was confused with that. Uh, then all of a sudden, Woodley was so smart. Of, like This is where the 10-year difference in fighting comes yeah. in, ha- in very handy, the way he was like, right, let him come in and explode. On and Wood- uh, Till didn't know what to do. And me and you were just looking at each other being like, what's he going to do? What, like, I mean, the... This is the only way he can fight. He's not gonna. Till's hardly gonna go on the back foot and let Woodley attack him. Yeah, Till's not gonna counter. Yeah, he's also the bigger guy. It doesn't make sense as well. You know what I mean? So uh, yeah, we were like, oh shit, what's gonna happen? And then Till started to try to. He did try and waste time by sort of getting him against Cage and stuff. Yeah. And then um, it went to. So after the first round, nothing really happened apart from Woodley was very aggressive and like waiting to attack. And it was sort of like, oh shit, what's Till gonna do here? This is the biggest fight of his life. Went to the uh, the first bell rang right. Uh, the guys go to their corners and talk. Myself and Ross were listening to exactly what Till's team were saying to him, right? And it almost came across as like the worst advice I've ever heard. Do you want well, to explain what happened? I, I don't think it was the worst voice, but... Not the, the most the, helpful yeah, advice. Not the most helpful. They didn't really give him any instructions to beat yeah. Woodley. Yeah. They were saying... They were, they were sort of almost being like, he's going to get tired. Hang in there. <laughs> and... I think he might have won that first round. And I was yeah. sitting there going... No, they, yeah, he also yeah. said, we, this is what we wanted. Yeah. So, uh, it was just like, I mean, what? I, I, I was like... It was totally confusing. Yeah, there was no... There was no... Right, relax. Sit down there. Yeah. Right, what you need to do is... Move a bit to the left. Tr- throw your job out there. Yeah. And, uh, you know, added a few leg kicks. From, it was just like... Right, uh, no, perfect, Pan. I think he might have won that <laughs> round though, but uh, don't worry, he'll get tired eventually. It's almost like... If he gets tired, we'll win. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was like, what are you talking about? And then yeah. Woody was like, exactly, you know, let him come to you, explode back out at him. And I was like, watching Tyron Woodley is like backing a rat into a corner. You back the rat into the corner and it goes, bow, 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 yeah. and he attacks. And it's perfect. Yeah. His explosiveness is absolutely brilliant. Tyron Woodley, his most underrated thing, attribute in the entire UFC is his brain. And his, and his rapping. <laughs> and his rap game but Woody came in and he exploded perfectly at the right time yeah. he's got a lot of power you have to respect it and he's so fast he doesn't actually leave the time for the counter yeah he's also D- Dean Thomas's coach there yeah. gave him like great advice as well yeah. it was sort of like if Till's coach was Woodley's coach and if Woodley's coach was Till's t- coach so if they swapped yeah. Till would have got way better advice I think yeah um, but like the, the, I felt bad for Till there after he got that advice because there was no real like oh actually there was no like change this change the situation yeah there was no there's a head kick there yeah. there's left head kick there when he drops his right hand yeah. or there was no him with a few leg kicks you know what I mean slow him down a bit or there was no try and clinch yeah try and clinch yeah. do a few ja- like pump your jab out yeah. it was it was perfect that's exactly what yeah. we want again yeah. But and we then, might lost that, that was the thing. Like, I, like obviously, we're staying up to like five and six in the morning to watch these fights. I was like, right, this is where this this athlete in the biggest fight of his life needs the proper information. It's like if like any basketball or NFL team going to the Super Bowl or the finals and then they're losing by ten with like 
10 seconds to go and this is where the coach comes out with the let's do it lads go for it this way like that's yeah. where I thought it was going to happen and then it was just like a deflated balloon and I was like oh shit like this and then obviously second round absolutely the second round goes he off dropped him absolutely got dropped and then he was on the ground getting pulverised I yeah. remember I was watching it and I was like oh my god I had to stand up because I was like I was like Till get up man you know I, mean? I, was, I was actually a bit disappointed I thought Till would have a better ground game if I'm honest yeah. but then again no, but like, it's hard to say because Woody's top game is going to be so good yeah. so heavy yeah. Uh, he was, oh. he, yeah, but Woody was so he was so good at like posturing up yeah. and then like he'd rain yeah. down his punches Tyron Woodley is the best welterweight in the world. Yeah. I think he's the best welterweight in the world by a long shot. Yeah. He once he has in that position, he's gonna get in that position. He knew his top game wrestling was too strong. Yeah. He rained down the punches, got in the right position, he, he advanced over into side control, sunk in the Darsh choke, and got him. I was almost surprised he got the Darsh choke because I was like, How often does Woodley put someone in Darsh choke? Yeah. It's the first ever submission in the UFC. Yeah, yeah, but like they were saying after that, like some of his wins. Before he made it into the UFC, he won load by uh, uh, chokes. Um, oh, yeah, I know, yeah, but I'm, I'm sitting there going, like, if you ask me who was the better, Jiu-Jitsu, Darren Hill yeah. or Woody, I'd be like, well, Till spent, like, 10 years in Brazil. I'm sure his Jiu-Jitsu's better. That's the thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, after that fight, I was like, oh, my God, Woody's actually on a way bigger level than yeah. I actually thought. Like, the way he finished it like that as well. Um, yeah, so, yeah, I was totally blown away. I was like, oh, Jesus Christ, this fella is actually... He sort of like almost let everyone think he was worse than he was, and then he just came out and became even yeah. better than he was. It was frighteningly. It was actually quite reminiscent to watching TJ just be Cody Garbrandt for a second, and be like, "Oh, TJ is like that next level." Yeah. And like, I was like, Woodley looks like he's that next level." Because yeah. I, I, and then I sort of thought to myself, "Right, Woodley's gonna fight Covington next. Like that's the fight." And then I was thinking Covington looked really good against Woody, but I was like, he won't be able to do that against. Woody. Woody has the highest takedown defense in UFC yeah. history. Yeah, over ninety-seven percent. Yeah, and I'm looking and going. No wonder GSP won't fight him. Yeah, because he's gonna have to fight Tyron Woody on the feet, and Tyron Woody's definitely a better striker than GSP. Yeah, but like GSP might be like a technically better striker, but like he's never gonna knock out Woody, and Woody's a hundred percent gonna land on GSP. Then you have Covington, and they're going. He doesn't offer him enough on the feet. He's not gonna be able to get the takedown. Woody's gonna win. And then the, the only fight who I'm like, ooh, I'm not too sure, is maybe the Usman fight, because Usman might actually be a better wrestler than he is. Right. But right, right. that's it. Right, we'll get into what's up next for the next two lads, right? Just just after, when Tyron Woodley was given the belt, right, I was like, I was like, this fella... And his black belt in and his, and his black belt, yeah, Jesus, yeah. Uh, then, Woodley was like, going on the mic then, and I was just like, I was like, jeez, oh, this fella, how is this fella not a superstar, right? And then he was like talking, and I was like, do you know what, this, this could be like a Daniel Cormier moment, where remember everyone like booed Cormier? Yeah. Because even at the beginning of the fight, the fans were booing Woodley, and then after they started being singing like, USA, USA. Yeah, I was, I was surprised that was yeah. that with you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, I thought, I thought like, when Darren Hill came out, everyone was like, sweet Caroline. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, right, I was almost expecting some sort of tails chant or some sort of like England chant I was, I was sort of waiting for like England and it was like because the fans never chant to UFC yeah. they never back to America yeah. for I think it was sort of like a John Jones effect like sometimes when someone's that good you have to be like right here let him go at it you know yeah. I think that's what sort of happened but uh, Woodley then won went on the mic and I was like right I think this is the moment where everyone's like right Woodley I'm never booing that guy again. So Woody was on the mic talking and then he was like, by the way, my song with Wiz Khalifa's coming out. And it was just like, oh, and he, he ruined like, it. And he, he ruined like, it. Happy birthday to Wiz Khalifa yeah, as well. Yeah, he just, he ruined it then again. And it was just like, he's never going to be a fan favorite now yeah. after he did that. And then th that was the thing. 
that like that was his moment. He just needed to be like, I'm the champ. Who wants to come take it? Thanks everyone for rooting for me. See you next time. And that would have been like, yeah, champ. Like what everyone, like, he would have had the fan like, club. And then now, but like being like, by the way, my rapping songs coming out. It was just like, oh man, it was just like ruined it a bit. Yeah, or he, he just got on the mic and goes, Joe Rogan, UFC two thirty. I'm gonna expose Colby Covington for the fake he is. Yeah. And then uh, people were like, oh, Covington Woodley, yes. It's like, it's like me and Wiz Khalifa sing a song last week together. And we're going to release it on YouTube. It's like, all right, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the rap channel, but... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, yeah. I, you know what? Didn't once crack a smile. No. No, he looked very... No, all week he didn't really crack a smile. Yeah, but, in uh, fairness, I, I feel like he was rowing all week with Dana White. Yeah. I feel like once he said he wouldn't fight you, man, if Till didn't make way... I feel Dana White was like, "What do you mean you won't fight him?" Yeah, and they, they had a row, and the, the row was kept on coming. Yeah. Dana White actually didn't show for the post fight press conference. To usually shows up and he just says that how much money they made in the gate and what he made of all the fights and the fight. And he was bonuses. Yeah, but uh, Dana White didn't do that. So obviously he's either either a had a problem or b uh, wasn't bothered doing it. But um, I think oh, before you know, what I just realised I think these are the bonuses. So Woodley got a performance bonus, yeah, Andrade got a bonus, and then Aldiana versus Pudlova. On the undercard, got fight of the night. Yeah, um, I think we should start off with Till. Where's Till sort of go from this next, and then we'll move into Woodley as well. So uh, Darren Till, where does he go from this? Because he got totally exposed. Um, people, people are sort of saying Till versus Usman could be next, but I think Till should move up to middleweight. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, I, I really think he should uh, move up to middleweight, fight maybe a sort of Uriah Hall type character, not someone too good to start off with, but someone with a decent name. Fight them first, see how he gets on, see if he looks better at middleweight. I'd like to see him against uh, Paolo Costa. That would be, be a massive fight, but I, yeah. I, I don't know if that's no, it's not, too much too yeah, soon. Yeah, probably yeah, is, yeah, I mean, uh, it's, it's he, he's a already, big fight. Till's already got too much too soon. Like, you know I mean, he needs mm. to probably get about two or three fights and then probably challenge for the middleweight title. Yeah. But uh, where does Tyron Woodley go from this? Because obviously he's now in the conversation to see the best welterweight ever. Yeah, I think this did come out, but it's actually quite funny because this narrative was driven by Tyrone Woodley himself. Uh, look, he should fight Colby Covington in New York, UFC 230. Nate Diaz fighting Poirier in that card. It should be a decent enough pay-per-view draw. Big money. He fought uh, Madison Square Garden the last, not the last time, but the time before against Wonderboy. Yeah. He won fight the night that time. Given Covington, UFC 230. Yeah. Hopefully Woodley fights like this for now on because then no matter what he does people are just going to be tuning yeah, in. At least you want to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. if, if that had went to a bit of points fight it would have been like oh here man I'm not bothered watching you anymore. Yeah. But like that was that's something I want to watch every week. Yeah. Uh, well, or, or, any other shout outs on the card uh, Ross Cadwell? Aljamain Sterling great win the same finish as the beat except different. Yeah. Uh, just different positional. I think he should fight Dominic Cruz next. I'd be well flat. If Cruz isn't going to fight Dillashaw that's who I want to see. Yeah, he called him out, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, any other fights? Uh, yeah, Jeff Neal did an absolute vicious head kick knockout. It was like very reminiscent of actually Ronda, or Holly Holmes' knockout over on the Rousey. Um, he smashed him. And then you had Diego Sanchez beating Craig White. Uh, Jim Miller, they won like their 28th and, 20, and 30th UFC fight, respectively. And then Tatiana Suarez also made a name for herself in the women's strawweight division. She dominated Carlos Barza. Uh, she looked absolutely phenomenal doing a third round TKO and I could see her fighting maybe Claudia Gadelia up next. Yeah. Uh, overall, what do you make of the card and the events itself? Uh, this one, 9 out of 10, UFC 228, absolute smash of a card. <laughs> I don't even know if losing uh, Shevchenko off the card actually made it any worse. 
Uh, I'd agree. It was uh, definitely a nine out of ten, and uh, people from Texas got exactly what to pay for it. Yeah, yeah. Best, best, definitely the best uh, night of fights in UFC this year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, let us know what you think of the card as well. It was absolutely unreal from our opinion. Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't actually get sleep afterwards. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, then, okay, so this weekend UFC Russia is coming up uh, in Moscow, and. Uh, the card isn't that stacked, so we're just going to look over the top three fights, and then uh, Ross will mention anyone else that you should keep an eye out for. So, uh, former UFC heavyweight champion Andrei Arlovsky is taking on uh, Shamil Abdurakhimov. Uh, Ross, what are you making of this? And uh, uh, Do you think after this we'll be able to pronounce uh, Shamil's second name correctly? No, because he fought in the main event against Derek Lewis, and Derek Lewis like made fun of his name because no one could ever say it. <laughs> uh, look, Andrei Arlovsky's gone to decision in his last four fights. He's, he's gone two and two, but I think Arlovsky looks very, very good, and he's going to get the better of him on the feet. I have Arlovsky winning this one. I'd uh, say so he got a TKO. He's coming off a win against uh, the Skyscraper, no, isn't he? No, he lost his last fight against... Another heavyweight was it Blades? I thought he fought in uh, Rotterdam. Um, I lost oh, the tie to oh, Tuivasa, and that was mm-hmm. actually a very tight fight. They're going toe for toe on that one, weren't they? Mm-hmm. I expected Tuivasa to knock him out, but he never did. Yeah. Then you have Jan Blakovic fighting the returning and Nikita Krylov. Nikita Krylov went four uh, 0 outside the UFC. Jan Blakovic, his last win was against Jimmy Manoway. He's ranked four in the division. Look, I actually quite like uh, Nikita Krylov in this fight. He looks very, very good. He's got a very, very good left high kick. And he last beat um, Fabio Maldonado in his last fight outside the UFC. And everyone knows Maldonado as the fella who was like the human punching bag. Hmm. Everyone loves that guy. Uh, I think I think Blackfish will win this. I'm just going for that. Uh, then uh, in the main in the event of the evening. Jeez, we sound buzzing for this card. Uh, Mark Hunt's taking on Alex- Alexei Onyanik in the heavyweight division. The boa constrictor versus the super Samoan. Look, I personally just think Mark Hunt's going to come in there and get the knockout done. Mark Hunt is the best fighter in the world with the worst record, if that's a thing. Yeah. Uh, 13 and 2, or 12, sorry, 13 and 12, won no contest, which he actually lost against Brock Lesnar. Uh, <laughs> so, look, Hunt's knockout power is absolutely vicious. I don't think uh, Oli Nainuk has enough on the feet and he's going to find it very hard to take Mark Hunt down. Mark Hunt's takedown defense is very good. I don't think Oli Nainik's takedown is actually that good. So no. he's going to have to get close to get him and he's not going to get him. That's my take on the fight. Yeah, probably get an uppercut from uh, straight from Samoa or New Zealand, whatever you yeah. want to say. Um, yeah, is there anyone else in the card you want people to look out for? Obviously, Tiago Alves is fighting. Yeah, um, he, he looks like he'll, he'll never retire. Uh, CB Dalloway's fighting on the card. He's fighting his third opponent change. Uh, there's two fights way down down low on the card that look really, really good. It's uh, Rusam uh, Habilov is fighting Kajon Johnson. Kajon Johnson's the guy who didn't shake Daniel White's hand at the weigh-ins. And Habilov looks very, very good. He's probably going to be uh, top 15 lightweight after this win. And then you also have um, Mabreik Tysimov fighting uh, Desmond Green and these guys look very very good in the featherweight division so or, or actually in the lightweight division sorry who do I think I'm you Basmo yeah. uh, uh, they, <laughs> they look uh, Tysimov looks vicious uh, plenty of knockout power and Desmond Green's never in a boring fight so that should be interesting to see and also I'm, I'm sort of semi-interested to see what the production is going to be like of UFC Russia yeah. just like how the card looks Moscow see what they do yeah 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 be interesting won't it yeah be uh, interested to see if like Khabib's at a the beats at it whoever else is at it yeah it will be yeah I wonder what the production will be like uh, overall pre-guess uh, I'd only give it a, like a 5 out of 10 really like you know what I mean 
Yeah, no, I'd, I'd be completely on board. I'd say, I'll give it a 6 out of 10 just because they actually put, like, good Russians on a Russian card. So, yeah. therefore, for the location and venue it's in, good job by the UFC. But they're actually missing their two biggest Russian assets yeah. in Volkov and Khabib. And Zabit. Zabit as well, yeah. Yeah, but... Uh... Yeah, I'll be interested to see what happens. This is a big opportunity for a lot of the Russian guys to come up and make a name, especially at home. So. And, if, and if you say UFC record on the UFC website for most uh, default character faces. Yeah. On the on the website right now, they have one, two, three, four, five, six uh, default faces. So uh, that, Well done to UFC for not getting pictures of their fighters. Yeah. Well, that obviously means they think they're going to lose. Well, probably not. Um, uh, for the first time I think I've ever seen it, you have default versus default. Yeah, Yam versus Soon Sun. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> picture coming soon, son. Um, then, uh, also over the weekend, we're, oh, is there anything else to say about the UFC? No, I think that's sort of whatever's been said has been said. Whatever we didn't say probably hasn't been that relevant. Hasn't been said. Yeah. Okay. Uh, then we're just going to move into the boxing now quickly because over the weekend, Amir Khan took on Vargas in Birmingham. Uh, Khan actually won by decision, and uh, it wasn't that impressive to say at least. No, he also got dropped, and then yeah. he dropped Vargas twice. Look, Khan didn't actually look in that good shape for my for my liking. Uh, they're trying to build a fight between him and Kel Brook now. Yeah. Uh, the oh, and and Manny Pacquiao. Oh, Manny Pacquiao's they're, they're Khan's options, which is great for Khan. Look, he's gonna make some decent cash uh, against these two guys. But yeah. the way he'll, he'll keep him out of I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. Yeah, facts. Uh, look. I'm not really that interested in seeing Han fight. I think we were watching it and we actually changed the channel to put something else on. I can't remember what it was, but... Pokemon. Oh, I th- actually, my, da- my dad was there to say, I think we were watching the golf. golf I, yeah. I, I actually think I was more entertained by the golf when he was watching it. Dad loves golf. <laughs> so if you want to see us do a Ryder Cup podcast, let us know. <laughs> your dad also loves fish and milk. Yeah. Um. Yeah, so can who would you rather see him take on? Kel Brook or uh, Pacquiao? I think Kel Brook... To be honest, I think that could be a big build in the English card. Yeah. I, I'm not really that interested in seeing Pacquiao fight anymore. Uh, it, it, I almost feel like it's... Calling out like BJ Penn. Yeah, it's a bit like having BJ Penn fight. It's like you're, he's never going to be as good as he was. Therefore, I don't really want to see yeah. a worse version of someone fight. Yeah. Also, you don't want to see Pacquiao end up in like Birmingham or something. You want to see him yeah. like doing it in like Vegas. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, Pac- yeah. Pacquiao should like call it a day. Yeah. But like Kelbrook versus Miracan and then whoever wins that can build their name off that. I yeah. think they both really, really need that. Yeah. Also, boxing's getting huge in England again. Yeah. Like people actually more give a shit than ever. Yeah, it'd be nice to see Kelbrook build his name off something yeah. else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, then also this weekend in Vegas, uh, I was about to go yeehaw, but uh, Triple G is taking on Canelo for the second time this Saturday in one of the most anticipated boxing matches ever since... The last time. The last time. And also Canelo Alvarez eating uh, tacos. Mex- Mexican beef. With creatine in it. Yeah, clenbuterol. Clenbuterol. Uh, yeah. Um, last time, if people weren't aware, it went to a draw. Um, Which most people think Triple G won. Yeah, most people do think. And it was a brawl. So uh, this fight is now sorted for this Saturday. Um, there's a lot of, like, this. Is, they don't like each other now. No. Big time, they don't like each other. Yeah, but Triple G's been like, here, look, he's on he's on the roids. Yeah. I'd be afraid of that as well, yeah. for how hard uh, Canelo Alvarez hits. Um, but uh, what are you expecting this weekend, Roscoe? Because Canadi uh, Golovkin's... 36 now I think uh, Alvarez Canelo is about 27 maybe yeah. some people say he's the Mexican version of me same colour beard I'm not as ginger I'm uh, on the hair but like of the strawberry blonde beard yeah oh you can see that and, uh, and I've been to Mexico so I- I'm backing you for this fight by the way. Yeah. I'm backing Canelo uh, the way I look at it is Triple G <laughs> he's almost like sort of the 
bring him back to Mixed Martial Arts. He's almost like a Ben Askren, Khabib, GSP sort of fighter. Okay. You know exactly what he's going to do, but it's very hard to stop what he's going to do, if that makes sense. He's more of a yeah, he's he's like, attacker. He, he's, yeah, he's going to come forward and wing big punches at you. And like and he's gone for the knockout. Yeah. And he takes away. Like he's very happy to take a punch to give a punch. Yeah. He's he's very good chin. He's always sort of a lot of belief that he he hits harder. Yeah. Uh, I look at Canelo Alvarez and think he's one of the best technical boxers we've seen in a very long time. True. And I feel like now that he's been in the ring with Triple G, he'll be able to make he'll make better adjustments than Triple G will make. And I think he'll be able to outpoint him and beat him on the scorecards. You think so, yeah? Yeah, I think I think he's also the younger fighter and He's shown to get better as fight, his fights go along. I think Triple or I think Triple G. Um, we've probably already seen the best Triple G. I don't think we might not have seen the best Canelo yet. That's what I'd say. I think boxing would prefer if Canelo won. Um, I'm sure Oscar De La Hoya would prefer that as well. Also, two of them like get English tutorials, please. Tutors. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I just, I I the thing is I I I'm sort of more for Triple G because like he's not doing the cheating. But like he's he's like about ten years older and like he's sort of almost out the door. Whereas like if Canelo wins, then there's it leaves it open to he's more five people. years at the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's better off for boxing if Canelo wins. But if Triple G wins, fair fucks them, man, because like yeah. that's uh, overcoming a big hurdle. Because yeah. they also don't want to give the randomer from Kazakhstan. You know what I mean? They want like they love the Cinco de Mayo with uh, Canelo. You know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, but um, let us know who you think is going to win the weekend as well, Triple G or. Yeah, I'm sure we'll have a post out at one stage for you to... I'll leave your lovely comments on. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait. But uh, is there anything else to say about that? No, uh, I don't think so. Um, I think that sort of sums up the boxing weekend. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Okay, make sure to tune in next week. It'll also be Ross's birthday on the Tuesday. Uh, We're going to be covering the update of Conor McGregor versus Khabib because the promos are after coming out as well and it's... uh, There's three of them. We're we're less than 30 days until the fight. Uh, Also, we'll be covering... UFC Brazil that's going down next week Bellator 205 that's going on next Friday and then Anthony Joshua that's taking on Povetkin as well that's in Wembley isn't it? No I think it's yeah it is Wembley yeah, yeah. sorry yeah yeah was, was he in Wales last time? He's on two deals for Wembley anyway his next two fights are Wembley I think yeah, yeah, yeah so, so like next week's show like the McGregor situation and Khabib and all is all about to go down yeah so guys thanks a million uh, give us a like give us a subscribe <laughs> Give us all the all the love. Yeah. Also, check out our one hundredth episode as well that we've put out before this. Yeah. And as always, stay energized.